For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, heaping, first down, and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. As I was getting ready for bed the other night, I heard a little voice from somewhere saying, thank you, thank you. I looked around and then quickly realized, oh yeah, I manscaped earlier in the day. And now you can too by taking advantage of this promotion from a company that has created everything a gentleman needs to ensure a comfortable and clean existence for your family jewels. Just go to the website, www.manscaped.com, and enter the promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, all capital letters, to receive 20% off your order. Manscaped has become a sponsor of the various podcasts on Eagles Unfiltered and sent a sample order for me to try at home. And I have to admit, I was a little skeptical and a bit nervous to give it a try. But I did, and I'm glad I did, and so is my wife. They have an assortment of trimmers and lotions to keep those jewels feeling fresh all day long and into the night as well. But that's not all they have. They have performance-fitting briefs and t-shirts with their slogan, Your Balls Will Thank You, and much more. So just check out the website, www.manscaped.com, and enter that promo code, GOBIRDS, and receive 20% off your order. With the holidays right around the corner, men, treat yourself. Ladies, treat your man. I promise you, you won't be sorry you did. And remember, if you hear that little voice saying, thank you, remember to say, you're welcome. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode here of Eagles Unfiltered. I'm uh, your co-host, Ed Kratz, joined by my colleague, John McMullen, with SI.com's Eagle Maven. And we are here at the NovaCare Complex on Thursday, watching an, a one-and-two Eagles team practice today. Uh, and it's going to be a tough climb to get to, two, uh, to 500 at two-and-two on Sunday when the Kansas City Chiefs come in, the Chiefs and the Eagles are both riding two-game losing streaks. Um, one of the big questions surrounding the Eagles right now after that injury to Isaac Siamalu that landed him on the injured reserve, John, is who's going to play guard? And, you know, at practice today we saw a lot of mixing and matching of different combinations. Nick Sirianni said to us on Wednesday that he does not want to give anything away for a competitive advantage, uh, that the Chiefs won't know who's going to play at either guard, you could say, because, yeah. uh, you know, it's still up in the air. We didn't really learn anything at practice, no, let's didn't. be honest. On and Thursday. I'll be honest, we were told we can't report right. who's going to be the starters on the offensive line because the Eagles think they have a competitive advantage. 
I can't break that rule because I don't know who's going right. to start. And yeah, that's fine. Like we didn't see yeah. any definitive answer when we watched practice. Jeff Stoutland was really mixing and matching uh, different players at guard. Even had Nate Herbig taking snaps at center. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, listen, it was hard to tell anyway. But we can certainly speculate who we think it might be. And uh, John, what are your thoughts on who who plays right and left guard? Yeah, I think we're talking about a, a group of four players, really. And Landon Dickerson's the one you kind of know is going to start, although even he is dealing with a bit of a hip injury and certainly seemed to be laboring a little bit while walking. So he's banged up. Uh, but I expect him to, to start. The question is where, right guard or left guard? You know, the theory is... Isaac Samalo, as you mentioned, now out for the season. Brandon Brooks is going to return at some point. Now, Nick Sirianni said it's going to be a while, so they have some time. But the thought process, and I was the one who asked Nick this, the, the question at the press conference on Wednesday, forget what day it is, Wednesday, <laughs> um, I asked him, look, it is you, you want Landon Dickerson to get reps. He's your second-round pick. Um, Brandon Brooks is going to be back, so are you going to kick him over to left guard where he can situate for the entire season? And that's where Nick said, no, I don't want to answer that. I, I think we have a competitive advantage. So it comes down to where Landon is going to play, and then if he's going to play right guard where he has been playing, I think you might see Sua Opeta at left guard. If, he, if Landon Dickerson ships to left guard, I think you might see Jack Driscoll at right guard. Those are, I think, the moving possibilities. I don't think Nate, Nate Herbig's in this conversation. I think he's going to be the interior backup against the Chiefs. But again, this is all speculation. Yeah. And, you know, a couple things to follow up on. First of all, Jack Driscoll is still on the injured reserve. He was put there uh, at the start of the season. Now it has been three games, so he is eligible to be activated. It has not happened yet as of, uh, here, <coughs> excuse me, here we are Thursday afternoon and he is still on the IR. But, you know, he was getting reps at practice today. It'll be interesting when the injury report comes out to see exactly what, uh, you know, how much of a role he played, whether he was a limited participant or a full participant. Um, so that's one issue. The other issue is Nate Herbig is not really a left guard. The Eagles tried him there a little bit last year. He struggled. So I would be surprised if they end up putting him at left guard and keeping Dickerson at right guard. And, you know, I know last year under Doug Peterson, he always talked about not wanting to, um, you know, affect two positions to cover one injury. Uh, you know, and Jeff Stoutland's still a part of that staff. But you wonder how Sirianni and his staff feel about possibly moving Dickerson to the left side and then putting in a new right guard, uh, whoever it could be. Um, so I'm kind of a, a, the, of the thinking that it's going to be Dickerson on the right side and maybe Sue Opeta on the left side. Um, but you're right about Jack Triscoll. If they activate him, then yeah. I would think that that's and, kind of a tell that he's going to play right and they're going to move Dickerson yeah. to left. And the Eagles started the 20-day uh, day practice window for Jack Driscoll. When you come off, uh, when you have the ability to come off the injured reserve, you have that three weeks to make a decision. Josiah Scott, the cornerback, they also activated that 21-day practice window. So they can activate Jack Driscoll at any time if he's ready to go. And, and that'll be probably be late, probably Saturday, to be honest, before the yeah. game if they do it. So it's going to be a while before this speculation dies down. Is it a competitive advantage? I don't think so. But the Eagles feel that way. And if they feel that way, you know, milk it for all you can.
Yeah, I'm not sure Andy Reid is uh, sleep, you know, staying up at night wondering who's going to yeah. be the starting left guard. It might help Eagles. him sleep, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Thinking, oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're having a problem yeah, at yeah. offensive guard. It might, and Andy's having some help from and we hope he's okay. We sure. talked to him yesterday on the conference call. But I don't think this is upping his stress level at no, all. No, it's interesting the Chiefs are on a two-game losing streak. I mean, this was a team that was in the Super Bowl the last two years, and they've lost two in a row just like the Eagles. And, you know, this is a much too talented team in Kansas City to be sitting at one and two. Um, but, you know, some defenses have played them tough. You know, maybe there's some, a template out there now that you can look at, uh, ways to kind of limit this offense. But you have to have the personnel. And, you know, I don't know if the Eagles have any answers for all this speed that the Chiefs have. And Nicole Hardman and Tyree Kill and, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, they got the great running back, Claude, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who, who's very yeah. good. Uh, and, and, and it starts with the quarterback, exactly. obviously, who can extend plays and, you know, it, it's interesting to hear some of the defensive players talk with such reverence about guys like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and Travis just, Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, they're the type of playmakers they are. And then, you know, I, I compared this to, you know, the bully called you out. It's 3 o'clock. you got to show up for the fight. And, oh, by the way, the bully stubbed his toe twice on the way to the fight. I don't like this matchup for the Eagles on paper. This is not a one and two team. They're angry about it, and I don't like this one. Well, especially coming out of that Monday night game, John. I mean, you know, look, the Eagles were just, you know, they gave up, well, their defense gave up five touchdowns, their offense gave up one, but, you know, they gave up six touchdowns uh, after having given up just two in the first two games. And, you know, the Cowboys, it's really two different. Uh, styles of offense and Anthony Harris the safety talked about this yesterday that you know the Cowboys like to beat you with the run game because that then sets up the play action and then you can that opens up the passing game whereas the Chiefs are more of you know the heck with the run we're just trying to get the ball downfield as quickly as we can and score points um, so you're going to have to contend with that speed uh, on the outside especially especially Tyree Kill now you know Steve Nelson the cornerback they signed in the offseason he played for the Chiefs and he's a little familiar with Mahomes he practiced against him when Mahomes um, was a rookie and you know he's going up against that speed of Tyree Kill I don't know if that will benefit him in any way um, but he is at least familiar uh, with some of the tendencies that the Chiefs use uh, it'll be interesting to see if that helps but this is a matchup that no question about it you know when you factor in Monday night yeah. the fact the Chiefs have lost two in a row and I know the Eagles have two but the Chiefs are you know the roster is just simply better at this point and um, it, it's going to be a challenge. Maybe we should talk about ways that maybe the Eagles can spring an upset here, John. I mean, what what do you think they need to do to kind of, uh, you know, shock the world, if you will, to, to win this game? Well, and this is what Jonathan Gannon has been doing, is playing a lot of zone. I think you just have to play zone, 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 and hope that front four gets home on the pass rush by itself. At times, you'll probably see a three-man rush, which I'm not a big fan of, but you almost have to keep Tyree Kill, uh, you know, you have to bracket somebody on top of him. You have to worry about Travis Kelsey going down the seam. And people forget about Miko Hardman, how fast he is. So, you know, Steve Nelson mentioned, uh, I talked to him about that today, the way they stretch the field, not only vertically, but also horizontally. This is a team that uses a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of orbit motion. It's interesting. Everybody wants that innovative guy. That's the reason Nick Sirianni's here, the young head coach who's supposed to be ahead of the curve. It's the old standby Andy Reid with 239 career wins, if you include the playoffs. 
you know, he's one of the most innovative coaches in, in, in football that it has advanced himself since he left Philadelphia. He uses all this pre-snap motion. And we're coming off a game against the Dallas Cowboys where the Eagles didn't use pre-snap motion on offense once. Mm-hmm. Once. I, I think yeah. I, the yeah. disconnect there is astonishing. Yeah. And, you know, if Andy Reid is able to win this game, that's his 100th win as the coach of the Chiefs. He'll have 140 with the Eagles, 100 with the Chiefs. First ballot. First ballot Hall of Fame coach. No question. I mean, and look how bad the Chiefs were before he came to town. In Two and City. 14. Yeah, under Romeo Cornell. I mean, they were they were just awful. Uh, you know, they were a franchise that nobody cared about. And now here they are, this, this wonder team. Now, listen, Andy's got the personnel to be as innovative as he wants. I mean, he can do a lot of things with speed. Um, and he certainly has it. Um, you know, but so, so you're thinking that maybe if, if the Eagles can play defense, uh, that they can spring a surprise. I, I, you know, that pass rush you mentioned, they do. Patrick Mahomes is so good at keeping plays alive and, you yeah. know, throwing from different arm slots that even if you pressure him, there's no guarantee he's not going to make a play. But, you know, you got to have, you're going to have to have it. And Javon Hargrave's off to a great start. You know, he's third in the league in sacks. He's got four of them. He's behind. I think Miles Garrett's got five and a half, and Chandler Jones in Arizona has four and a half. So, yeah. you know, Hargrave's having this terrific start to the season. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with Cox, Fletcher Cox getting double teamed. But, you know, Hargrave's just been kind of a game plan wrecker uh, so far here in the early going. It didn't help in Dallas, but, you know, the 10 other guys didn't really do their job either, especially the linebackers. That's another story. Yeah. Well, and you saw the Super Bowl last year. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can talk about Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, but it was the Tampa Bay pass rush that made Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable. And the the Chiefs had a ton of injuries on their offensive line. That's the only way you stop an offense like this is make the quarterback uncomfortable. What's the quickest way to make a quarterback uncomfortable? Interior pressure right up in their face. And that's what Javon Hargrave has been doing. Fletcher Cox has got to amp it up even more. Maybe that's your path to 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 at least staying in the game. But I hope I will say this that I hope Nick Sirianni isn't going into this game with the same sentiment he had in Dallas, which was we gotta find a way to keep up with the Cowboys. You can't keep up with the Chiefs offensively. <laughs> Forget that. You hope it was a first year rookie play caller. You know, learning a lesson. Um, so, yeah, so about, you know, okay, so that's the defense, how maybe the Eagles can spring this upset. Offensively, it has to start with the run game. I mean, my goodness, Miles Sanders, two carries, both in the second quarter within a span of about three plays. His first run went for 24 yards. Okay, now listen, I know that, you know, they'll say, well, the game got away from us. But listen, it was 20-7 to seven at halftime, Eagles getting the ball. All right, and then they get the pick six. But they got it to 27-14. to 14. Still in the game. They get the ball back with four minutes to go in the third quarter, and you score there, you know, you're within a score, and and everything's fired up. So I don't like to hear the fact that, oh, the game got away from us, and that's why we got away from the run game. You need to find Miles Sanders. You need to find a way to get him more uh, touches, obviously, through designed running plays, because that was another reason Nick Sirianni said that he did not uh, get any carries was because we did have RPOs called, yeah. but Jalen Hurts just read what he had to read uh, and went away from handing the ball to Miles. But listen, you, you got to make more designed runs. Miles Sanders is one of your best weapons on offense. That, to me, if you're going to find a way to spring this upset, is you need to run the ball, control the clock, and keep that defense or that Kansas City offense parked on the sideline. Yeah, and I asked Shane Steichen about that today, the offensive coordinator, because you hear RPO, there's a run pass option on each play. So 
I get what Nick Sirianni is saying. There's a run baked into it. You read the defensive player, you make the decision, and if it goes to the pass, you got to throw the pass. However, if you're one of your best playmakers is only touching it two times on the ground, that's what I asked Shane Steckin. At some point, you have to take that option away from the quarterback and just traditionally right. hand it off to the running back. Maybe the Eagles need to do that. Well, let's hope Sirianni's learning. You know, like we talk about, there's growing pains. There's no question. You have a very green uh, head coach, and he just has to kind of find his way. And uh, you hope that he's learning some of these lessons and is going to find a way to uh, make make better on those. But anyway, let's let's get to our predictions. Um, obviously, I, I don't think either one of us is going to pick the Eagles. But John, why don't you get us started? Well, I'm four and zero, not picking the Eagles. So I'm um, I'm two and one, getting him right. I, I, I can't pick the Eagles in this game. I'm, I mean, this is an angry Kansas City Chiefs team, as I said. I compare it to the bully getting stubbing the toe on the way to the fight. They're even more angry because of the way they've started their season. The Eagles are banged up. Um, they're, they're worried about silly things like competitive advantage on an offensive line where you're not going to have a competitive advantage because of the talent. Um, and, and the, the difference between Brandon Brooks and Isaac Sayamalo and what you're going to be trotting out there on Sunday, Chiefs 35, Eagles 18. Okay, that's that sounds reasonable. Yeah, but I, I'm a little confused with your 4-0 math. You're, you're 2-1 picking. Uh, no, I meant I'm 4-0 going against the Eagles. I've, all oh. four weeks I have not picked the Eagles. Oh, including this week. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you lost the Atlanta game. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was my only win. I'm one and two because I have picked the Eagles these first three weeks. I'm not getting back on that that uh, that train to nowhere. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. Also, I think they can score points. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Chiefs 31, uh, Eagles 20. Uh, I just, you know, I just don't see how they can get it done unless they do like some of the things we said earlier. So uh, after that, it's a trip to Charlotte, and then another Super Bowl team comes in on a Thursday night, Tampa Bay. But we're going to have all that. That for you uh, in the coming weeks here. For now, I'm Ed Kratz, and that's John McMullen. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.